This is Indirect Kick. What's going on, Indirect Fam? The Highbury Hunk is back. Uh, Brian, the unbiased, although after last week, our Barcelona discussion doesn't seem like he's unbiased. Um, <laughs> and after the way DC United, DC United's been playing, doesn't seem like he's unbanterable either. But um, uh, he's back. What's going on, Brian? Hey, hey guys. Hey. Doing pretty good. Killer Glad Bee's back. back. Just, just a Brian Brandon episode. Killer Bee's referring to, of course, the Houston Astros, not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Just so people don't think I would say anything nice about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, or me. Yeah, right, exactly. Anyway, let's get started. Uh, we got a lot to talk, to talk about. Um, we'll do some quick kicks. Um, they're mostly going to be um, U.S. soccer related. If you have anything other soccer stories you want to talk about, go ahead and jump in and throw them in there. Um, first thing is, I'll do, start with the one that we don't have to do a youth discussion on. The United States uh, rumored gold kit cup uh, kits leaked. They're bad. It's a bad jersey. Yeah, that's you can look them up. I put them on the Instagram. Uh, it's on it's on the story. So if you want to see it, um, go ahead. Um, also, um, MLS is going to expand to thirty teams. Brian, what are your thoughts on 30, 30 team expansion? Um. Well, I mean, it, it, it's nice they made it official. I guess it seems. Like, at some point, they're going to have to stop. Like, the NFL, the NBA, they only have so many teams, so and it's about 30. So, eventually, they're going to they're gonna stop. And I'm thinking, hopefully, they're going to slow down once they hit 30. Um, so Yeah, but that expansion fee money is, like, looking – it's really good. $200 million yeah, $200 to get an MLS million? Dollars, yeah. Think, you know, David Beckham's deal – with his uh, team in Miami, is looking better and better every day. Yeah, like well, so. um, it's two hundred million dollars for uh, the next two teams, and the one, the thirtieth team, will be uh, probably more. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think we're looking at what maybe uh, St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis. It's definitely. I think the next two are definitely going to be Sacramento and St. Louis. Um, so they got their stadium approved and. MLS like immediately like tweeted like, "Oh, congratulations to Sacramento!" So they might as well just announce it now because it's going to be definitely Sacramento. I think St. Louis pretty much has their stadium approved. I don't know what they're going through like the final process or whatever, but um, uh, the thirtieth team is the one. That it's still, I don't know. Uh, I I feel like it's going to be Phoenix, but they've been. I feel like they're added a lot of West Coast teams, so maybe the, maybe a Charlotte, um, maybe Detroit. I don't know if Detroit. I feel like Detroit's like falling out of the running, but. Um, yeah, if I had to guess for a 30th team, it would probably be Phoenix. Yeah, it seems, I mean, it's a huge city, so it seems like a pretty good guess. Yeah, and, and uh, Drogba owns the uh, Rising, the Phoenix Rising out there, so they, I'm sure MLS would love to have Drogba as an owner in MLS. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, other one is probably uh, a little more complicated, probably not for us to get into until like 30 seconds of talking about, but MLS will finally pay out solidarity payments. So you're gonna actually have to explain what what is that? I don't actually know. Okay, so I I know like the basics of it. Okay, so basically, say okay, who's uh the kid from um, 
Kansas City. Um, uh, Busio. Busio. Yeah. Um, say like say like in a year or two, he gets sold to like Manchester United, or Juventus for like seventy million dollars. They're not basing it on anything. This is an example. Um, okay. So basically, part of that, I don't know what the percentages work and how much would it gets spread around to everybody who trained him. Of I think after like thirteen. So like you know, if he worked, if he like played for like whatever the local team wherever he's from, up to like playing with Sporting Kansas City, that money gets split. So like when Neymar got got his big deal, it went down to like the little like team that he played for, and like back when he was like growing up, and like it basically sustained them for like years. So um, a lot. Of, this has been a thing that people have been crying for for a while. The Major League uh, Soccer Players Association is against it, which seems very weird to me. It seems like every soccer person wanted solidarity payments for years. So I, I think it's going to be a good thing. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good for um, developing players here. I, it just seems like something they should have done from, especially when they started having like actual academies, they should have um, uh, been doing this for a while. Yeah, it seems like a straight-up good thing all around. Yeah, I don't understand the MLSPA's problem with this. Um but uh, interesting enough, DC United related because DC United and I can't remember the other one are, are pay to play still. They might not actually be able to get solidarity payments. Um, they would have to go to like a completely free, and that's part of the reason why a lot of uh, academies around the world are free because they don't necessarily get paid by people; they get paid by selling these players off. Huh. All right, more you know. Yeah, um, that's all the quick kicks I have. I don't know if you have any other soccer. Related things. No, I think we should get to the games, right? Okay, yeah. Um, so let's start stateside. I went to DC United versus NYCFC. Um, I can't give you a full like stadium review because I, I we got there late because we were drinking at a bar. Um, <laughs> I missed like the first ten minutes of the match, so I didn't really walk around the stadium. Stadium, yeah. very. It's a nice place to watch a game. Still, uh, just even. Um, just seeing the electric like board instead of like the cardboard or not cardboard, but the uh, regular advertising board, just like it just feels like a huge upgrade. Um, the the stadium's still really steep, which is good for a view, but man, I'm very out of shape. I was like huffing and puffing getting up the stairs because we were sitting up a little high. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of the actual match, um, so we had to say um, I want to give you my, my pre-Columbus because DC and I played Columbus yesterday and won. Thoughts? I was. It was concerning. I don't know if you thought the same thing. Yeah, I definitely thought it was concerning. But what? What did you specifically find concerning, though? Well, not so much. Well, one, it's we've lost three. Not lost, but uh, we've only got like one point out of three games in a row. We haven't scored in three games at home, and we just didn't look good. And it wasn't so much that you know, oh, you know. NYC, who were last before this game, um, were like got lucky and you know maybe got a penalty, which they actually missed a penalty in this game. Um, it just felt like we were dominated the whole game. Well, I mean, they yeah they had so many more shots than mm. DC United, um, so they were more offensively threatening, and which is not great when you're at home. You should be the team on the front foot, and that definitely wasn't the case. And especially when you have Wayne Rooney and Lucha Acosto and Paul Ariola, <laughs> Like, we're stacked. Yeah. Yeah. 
And uh, so we saw that they beat uh, Columbus. Was it yesterday? Yeah, they played yesterday. Uh, they played in Columbus, which is weird because they look better on the road than they do at home, which is like the complete reverse of last year, which was like Audi, Audi Field was like a fortress. Right, yeah, they won. I think, did they lose at home at all last season once they opened Audi Field? Maybe they did. They lo- I know they lost to the Red Bulls. Um, yeah, that's, that's I don't right. remember the schedule exactly, but they lost like they lost like maybe two or three times at home out of like yeah. ten, fifteen games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They've already lost several times this season. Yeah, so. but they're still top of the Eastern Conference. So I mean, yeah. and I think this is going to be a theme in the podcast because we were supposed to record this a little break in the fourth wall. Um, we were supposed to record this on Tuesday. My thoughts on both on this and Arsenal would have been completely different if. I, uh, you know, we had recorded this on Tuesday instead of Thursday. Yeah, a lot less uh, confident on both. I would have been teams. yelling. I was <laughs> specifically about <laughs> Arsenal if we, it wasn't if I didn't have time to like calm down. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> well, we missed um, good content to be honest. Yeah. Well, so so like like we said that they won against Columbus yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne Rooney got the the goal. It was a free kick. Yes. His fifth goal of the season, so it's good to have your 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 star striker scoring, uh, at least away from home. <laughs> and like I said, they're still sitting atop the Eastern Conference with 17 points. Um, I know it's a little tight, and Toronto's got a bunch of games in hand, and um, they only are ahead by one point. So it's still, like I said, it's still tight, but still top of the conference early it's in the season. Time. You know, yeah. that's why you gotta. That's why I'm glad I host a podcast with you. You're very logical, very just think about. You know, you don't jump to conclusions. <laughs> and they play Minnesota and Columbus the next two games. Two, I think, winnable games for sure. Yeah, but they have to go to Minnesota. That place is that stadium is really nice. Yeah, that is a nice stadium. Yeah, so. um, I think they haven't. I think they play like two games that they haven't lost yet. Minnesota, really? Yeah, I don't think so. I think, or they haven't, at least, or maybe they've drawn, but I'm pretty sure they haven't lost. Okay. Yeah, well, that, I think, is that game on TV? It might be on TV. Yeah, it's on um, FS1, I think. Awesome. So, yeah. definitely be watching Oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up, because I did not watch this game live. Um, I, uh, because Flow Sports is terrible. I don't know if you heard about what's happening. I was reading about on Twitter about people trying to watch the game at a bar. And this is obviously, yeah, this is during down. Game 7 of the Caps game. Where like basically it was like fucking up so much. It was marked as explicit. Um, it was fucking up so much that um, that uh, basically there was the, the they changed the TV to the Caps game and they were, everyone was like, yes, thank you, because you oh, no. couldn't even watch the game. So uh, oh, no. this flow sports Not deal good. is like really bad, and and it's such a stupid time to do it too, because the team's good again. Yeah, that's a real shame. Hopefully they work it out. Yeah, well, hopefully flow sports gets better. Um, so yeah. I heard, um, I don't know if I mentioned this. I might have mentioned this on a previous podcast. I was reading about um, Flow Sports um, and they, um, I was because they, they do a lot of stuff with like um, niche sports. So they do like track and like wrestling, like actual amateur wrestling. And I think they might do pro wrestling too, but like actual like collegiate wrestling. Um, um, they, that's what they kind of like started with. And now they're trying to move into soccer and like more mainstream sports. Um so I was, they were talking, I was, some people were on there complaining about even what their like, like track coverage is bad. 
So it just seems like Flow is not just just not a good company. Huh. We're not. Huh. I guess we're never going to be sponsored by Flow Sport. I mean, if you sp- give us money, Flow Sports, we'll we will <laughs> we will sing your praises. Don't worry. <laughs> but as of now, they're not giving us money. So yeah. So uh, <laughs> yeah, Flow Sports. I think that's been an issue basically from the get go. It seems like it's going to be an issue all season. Yeah, this is like a five year deal too. I think they signed a long term contract. Yeah. Well, I mean, we better just hope they work it out. All right, so to sum up, Brian's not freaking out about DC United, so I won't freak out about DC United yet. No. I'm only well, going to freak out when you freak, freak out. out about the, the top of the Easter Conference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I will say um, against, uh, I was I think it was against NYCFC, uh, they have a young guy, Griffin Yao. Oh, yeah, 16. yeah. He was playing for Loudoun United, and they called him up. Yeah, he's a young guy. He's like from around the Northern Virginia area, and it's just cool to see, you know, the the young players like get a moment to you know play, come on for Wayne Rooney, which was cool. So hopefully we'll be seeing more of him. Yeah, um, I it's can't only for a couple minutes, but still, I can't I can't wait for Baron Trump to get that DC United call up. <laughs> he is or was in the DC United Academy, so yeah, he's a big yeah. yeah. Big, uh, yeah, you gotta get your or pre order your DC United Trump jerseys now. Oh, no, or don't. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that sums it up for oh, well, um, LAFC is really good. Uh, Carlos Vela is MVP, Carlos Vela so far, yeah, okay, yeah, he's he's uh, he probably already has it locked up, honestly. Yeah, um, he's the best player in the league, yes, agreed. They're the best team, LAFC, in the league. You know, people complained specifically for, um, like, Mexican fans complained, but I think coming to MLS might have been, his, like, Carlos Vela's best career move. Is that controversial? Is that a hot take? Uh, that's, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a hot take. That's hot? Know. Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's coming in and playing well, so, and they're, the whole team's playing well, and he's an integral part of that, so... Good for him, you know. Yeah, um, loves basketball, according to Bob Bradley. Yeah. All right, <laughs> we can wrap it up. Um, all right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna talk about. You wanna do Champions League? Or you wanna do um, Premier League first? Let's talk Champions League. All right, we'll talk Champions League next. And we're back, so we're gonna talk about some Champions League. Um, we got two kind of boring games to talk about. Not boring, but two games that weren't pretty much weren't how you expected, and two of the craziest games you've seen you've seen this year. Um, let's start with the not so exciting stuff. Um, Liverpool uh, wins, uh, beats Porto four to one, six one in our aggregate. Um, this pretty much went as I expected. Uh, they did they did have to go on the road, which is the only thing, or maybe. Being home would help Porto, but it did not. Um, they actually played better on the road than they did at home. Um, so there you go. You got any thoughts on that? No, not really. I mean, Porto, I think, can be proud of getting to where they got this season. So. Absolutely. Because, well, we'll talk about Juventus Ajax in a minute, but uh, it's got Ajax. I'm sorry, Juventus basically wants to like make sure that like one of these like lower league, not lower league, but um, top, non top five league teams ever do this again. <laughs> um, Barcelona, Man United. 
I gotta say, Brian, you got. I know my, my analysis of Barcelona was not exactly the most stat heavy, but what happened in this game? <laughs> I mean, they're better than Man United. Yeah, and you know who is also a really good player? Messi. Messi, Messi. happened. <laughs> um, yeah, it pretty much was the Messi show. Uh, he totally humiliated the uh, the United back four, make Phil Jones, really turn Phil Jones to a meme. Although he's, he's a goofy looking dude, so he's pretty much a meme himself. No offense yeah, to Phil Jones. he's been a meme for years now. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, he made the, in, and Coutinho had a good goal. They, they, uh, they made United look amateur um, for really. That's a little harsh. Okay. They just play better. Okay, fine. I, for, I forgot, we're not allowed to give Barcelona too much credit on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> anyway, uh, here now we're getting into the good stuff. Juventus, Ajax. Oh, Barcelona won three nothing. By the way, four nothing. That's right. Yeah. Um, hey, Coutinho got a goal. I think that's big for Coutinho. Yeah, um, he's, he's not really played well there. Sort of. Yeah. Um, Ajax, Juventus. Um, Ajax is not afraid of anything or anybody. Um, they are. They're too they're too young and dumb to be afraid. That's my analysis by X. Yeah, I think uh, I mean they've got a good team full of young attacking talent, young defensive talent as well. Um, yeah, there's more experience in this team actually than uh, than it looks at first glance. Between mm-hmm. Daily Blend and uh, Dusan Tadic, and I, don't, I think uh, Zayek is is not like a spring chicken. Either. He's not like a young kid either. Mm-hmm. So, and they are, they, they have a way they want to play, and they're just, uh, yeah, they're just, they're a legit good team. They're not a fluke. Well, also, all their, all their young players are basically like going to be the next great, like, players. So, it's like, yeah. they're just, like, doing it now. We're just going to, like, win our Champions League now. Why not? Um, yeah. didn't you, didn't you say, like, when we were talking about the quarterfinal prediction, I think you brought up that the, their coach basically said, like, let's, they basically made like a pat to say like we'll stay together one more time, try to make one more run in Europe. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, they really, they really are doing it. Um, so Juventus score actually scored first. Ronaldo scored first, which uh, it's kind of a theme in the two games we're going to talk about. Where it just seemed like okay, well, early we're just going to get it. You know, the favorite team favorite team is going to get it out of the way early and just put it away and. You know, Ajax looked really shaky after that goal. Um, I think they Ronaldo scored like in the uh, 28th minute. Yeah, so towards the end of the second half, I'm oh, sorry, first half, he's he scores a header. Um, and for like five minutes, Ajax looks like they're going to get scored on again. It looks like they're really going to put it away. But um, about like five minutes later, they they put it together. They score. They score a goal. Um, and at that point, Ajax, I mean, Ajax was having Juventus, like, they were doing a track meet. They were making them run. They were splitting them apart. It, it was it was crazy to see, just especially with a team like Juventus, who isn't just that on paper better than Ajax, but they were beating them in the sense of, like, they were just splitting them open, which is not something you expect to see from Ajax. They're, I mean, I'm sorry, not to see from Juventus because they're such a good defensive team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're one of... They've had some great performances in Europe recently, Juventus. So, uh, and they just got Ronaldo, obviously, specifically to win the Champions League. And so to have Ajax come in 
into their hometown or into their uh, own ground in Turin and, and beat them with uh, Mateus Delint to get the – he had the goal head goal. Mm-hmm. In the second half, it was a header actually, so it was a little bit uh, <laughs> not like a traditional Ajax goal these days. They sort of because um, recently all of Ajax's goals have been stunners, so to win by a header is is uh, interesting. Um, but yeah, they I mean they played them off the park basically. I would say, especially. Yeah, it was a surprise. Yeah, I mean, if if you watched the second half of the game, and I used, I, if you didn't know anything about soccer, like this is your first ever soccer game, and I told if I asked you to say who is who's the more traditional soccer power, you'd probably say it was Ajax, just by the way they were playing. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, so that was pretty crazy. Ajax, you know, coming not top in top five league. You're obviously a great. Your side, great history, you know, dominate the Dutch league, but not traditionally thought to win the Champions League. But and you thought that was crazy. That was the craziest day. Then, then we went to last Wednesday. Then, then it got. Then you want to see crazy? We'll see crazy. Um, Man United. I'm sorry, Man City four, Tottenham three, but four four on aggregate. Tottenham wins on away goals. This game was absolutely insane. Um. Where would you say this ranks on, especially in probably like the last decade and on Champions League games? Oh, oof, last decade. I mean, there's been a lot. Of, I mean, it was this was uh, there were what like I think five goals in the first like twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was insane from the get go. Basically, uh, I wasn't. I guess I was expecting goals, but not quite in the way that they ended up coming. So, and this was um, smashed in between two. So the, the Tottenham and Manchester City played three times in a row, basically. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think it, it felt like a trilogy, right? Kind of uh, these two, these two teams. You know, it did, each other. it did feel they like a trilogy. Really to know each other. I did feel like a trilogy in the fact that like, usually like the third movie isn't as good. Right, this is also true. <laughs> yeah, um, that, um, that, is, that is interesting that you said that. But yeah, I think what I was bringing up about um, you know, the f- team that was favorited um, scoring first and kind of looking like it was going to put it away. Brian Sterling, Sterling scores within like the first three minutes, and you think, well, okay, so Man City probably gonna get like three goals, sit back and just like defend, and then there's gonna dominate them. And then, but then Son, who is absolutely turned into a superstar, um. You know, I think he's kind of become, you know, I mean, it's still probably Harry Kane, but he's definitely not like a close number two behind Harry Kane. He's absolutely, he scores, um, makes it a game again. And then Silva scores a, a score. <laughs> and then, so I was like, Gunn scores twice, scores three minutes later. Then Silva scores. And you think, okay, maybe now it's going to calm down. Um, uh, it's going to calm down and, and City are going to take care of this. Um but no, uh, Aguero scores. They finally take the lead on aggregate. Then Llorente scores. Uh, was, uh, somebody... Off his butt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Off his butt, right? VAR. VAR had a good day today. Um, determined that was a goal. Raheem Sterling uh, scores. We thought they celebrate, but it was overturned because of an offside. Aguero was offside. Yeah, and that was basically the last kick of the game. Mm-hmm. They ruled it offside. So. 
it was <laughs> so it was a goal that would have put Manchester City ahead what five four on aggregate right mm-hmm. yeah if they had scored so so originally he scores Raheem Sterling it's a hat trick goal in like the 93rd minute um they go to VAR they call it back they say Sergio Aguero was offside and so it was just a crazy like five minute stretch where you have like the celebration and then the, like nervousness and then the devastation all in the space of like three minutes it was it was quite the drama at the very end there um, um I guess my question for you is is VAR ruining football uh, I don't know if I'm gonna go ahead and say it's ruining but I'm not sure I'm sold on it, to be honest. Oh, that's surprising. I thought you were going to agree with me. Yeah, I don't... Mm, it's sort of... Yeah, the whole instant replay, just like across the board, I'm more and more skeptical of, okay. frankly. Um, but I think, a criti- I think a criticism of VAR was like it takes the drama out of soccer, but um, I, I mean, there was nothing more dramatic than what happened at the end of this game. I mean, you can't if you don't if you don't like VAR, it can't be because of that. Um, I think to you know, I mean, people were saying like, oh, well, well, yeah. I mean, I celebrated the goal, and then you know, I was you know, then it, um, then sorry, I thought that we were lost, and then all of a sudden I thought we won. So it was like, I, it, it, there's no more, nothing more dramatic than that. So I don't know where I think you, the what? issue I have with VAR is that. A lot of the decisions that it's deciding are, you know, subjective decisions. They're not like it's either it's for sure yes or for sure no. It's the referee just takes a few minutes to look, and you know they're still making a judgment call. They just happen to have, you know, eight thousand camera angles. But isn't that what any instant replay is? Uh, no. Okay, but I mean, even like the NFL, a guy's still looking at a camera and making a decision. Yeah, but is you know, it's his his feet are inbounds or not or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, whereas okay, I, did he foul them or not? Well, yeah, I think that's a that's a problem. I think that's a problem with soccer in general. I think like different refs look at different calls differently. Like they like in terms of like a handball. Like well, somebody with your like your hands by your side. Maybe somebody if it hits your hand, somebody will call it, and it's like some a ref will call it. So I think maybe there needs to be more you know like more uniform rules to really determine it. But I think um, some sort of instant replay is I think is a good thing for for just sport in general. I mean, you want to get the calls right, and I, yeah. I and I don't think it really takes that much away from the game in terms of like slowing it down. I mean, like, look at baseball. Um, people were like, "It's gonna the game's already slow. You're gonna slow it down." But it really doesn't make it hasn't really made that much of a difference. It's like instead of watching a three three hour game, you're watching a three hour and four minute game. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And yeah, with soccer, it is weird because it is a little more a little jarring to get used to because of um, it does stop a game that is always flowing and always something. It's always moving. So hmm. I understand that, but I think after a year. Or two, people are just going to get used to it. It took time for people to get used to it in baseball. It took people to get used to it in football, in American football. So it'll be fine. Yeah. I don't know if yeah. necessarily this specific system is the best system, but I do think there should be some sort of review. 
Well, so not to to go back to the game itself, I think, um, you know, we, we can talk about VAR all we want, but I think Manchester City kind of lost this game in the first leg. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, when they had a missed penalty, that completely changes everything. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Where So, you know, if they had either kept a clean sheet in the first game or scored a goal, then they wouldn't be in the situation. So I'm still, you know, they got a little unlucky and it ended up costing them. But, you know, good teams make their own luck, basically. Yeah. Um, when so that, you, yeah, you want to get into some predictions? Teams, right? Wait, what? That leaves us with uh, four teams, so two matchups, right? So we've got Liverpool and Barcelona and Tottenham and Ajax. That's right. And we're gonna so, we're gonna give you your definitive who's gonna win right now. Right now, get your get get your bettings out. We won't tell anybody if you're not in a state that allows gambling. Get them out now and put your money on these. Um, okay. So which one do you want to start with? I'll give you the I'll give you the choice. I'll go. So I think there's of the two. There are two matchups, right? Liverpool Barcelona. Mm-hmm. I think the favorite for the title is. Both of those teams. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's just start with that one. So it's both of these, yeah. both of these for me, um, are tough to call. You, I could, you could really go either way. You could really argue either way for me. It's tough to call. Um, but for the Barcelona game, Barcelona, uh, Liverpool, uh, uh, two legs. Um, I'm gonna go. I can't not pick Barcelona now. I've picked them. I said they were gonna win all year. They're in the semifinal. Why wouldn't I pick them? But uh, I think you could say that Liverpool's better on paper. Uh, but uh, I think Liverpool is better. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. But I I think that um, I think I think this is Barcelona's year. I think they're going to win the whole thing. So um, yeah, that's that's my pick. Yeah, my gut tells me Barcelona's going to win it or win the the semifinal matchup too. So. I don't, not because I'm not sure. You know, it's a toss-up kind of between these two teams. I think they're definitely the best two teams remaining, and it's going to be a good matchup. So I think it's, it's going to be tight either way. But I'm going to give the edge just slightly to Barcelona here. I mean, when in well. when in doubt, pick Messi. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, okay, this one's even tougher to pick, um, though. Um, so the first game is uh, well. We're talking about the IS and Tottenham, um, right? So the first game is in Tottenham's new stadium, which they haven't lost in. Um, but Ajax has not have had all these big moments. They beat Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, and they um, and they beat Juventus at their stadium. Um, they're not necessarily afraid of playing on the road. Plus, uh, no sun in this game because of yellow cards. Uh, Harry Kane's out for the season. And they miss is Sissoko gonna play or is he is out? I don't I'm not I didn't Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. But he might not be able to play. So they're coming in tough. Um what I think is um I wasn't very critical of Spurs not signing anyone, but uh I think it was more I think I kind of am critical now they should have like signed someone for like depth because this is like a real unopportunity time to have like a lot of your best players out. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually going to go ahead and, and pip uh, 
Ajax to, to beat them, actually. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give um, I'm gonna give uh, Ajax the kiss of death and pick them, which means yeah. <laughs> which means they're probably gonna lose now. Um, but uh, yeah, I, this team, you know, they're so talented. Obviously, like all these, uh, a lot of these guys are gonna be getting very big deals with uh with quote unquote bigger clubs this summer. Uh, and they have some veteran players there, and they're clearly not afraid of, you know, no offense to Tottenham, but. You know, it's a, it's, you know, they do have to go to that new stadium. It, it is kind of, they haven't lost there, but, you know, playing away to Spurs is a lot different than playing away to like Juventus and Real Madrid. I think the atmosphere may not, will not be as intimidating. Um, but again, another thing I thought, like those two knockout rounds, they had the, they played the second game. Um, they said the second leg at, on the road at both of them. So I don't know if that affects them, that mentality. Um, the one thing I'll say for top, the one thing I'll say about Ajax and Tottenham also is uh, Tottenham's not going to be taking Ajax at all um, for granted uh, the way I think maybe Juve and Real Madrid have. I mean, I, you could argue that Ajax is a better team, actually. Uh, yeah, think- especially if if Son and Kane are hurt. Right, I think you could legit argue that uh, Ajax is ever so slightly the favorite in this matchup, especially if Tottenham is actually uh, is hampered by injuries as it seems they are, and they're coming in with a lot of momentum in a way that I don't think Tottenham are, even though they did just beat Manchester City. Yeah, but I mean, also Tottenham hasn't necessarily been that great in the league. Um, but I mean, it also you know it's a, it's a different it's a different environment. So I mean, maybe maybe they'll still ride off the fact that they've done it. They beat Man City in Europe and really just focus on. I mean, they can't win the league, so they could put yeah. everything that they have. You know, they're coming in a little hurt into um, into winning the Champions League. Um, but uh, yeah, I think we both agree. Ajax is probably going to do this. It just it just it just feels like they are, which probably yeah. means that they won't. We're just gonna like I don't know. It feels like it's in the in the sports movie in my sports movie mind. It feels like I is at least gonna get to the final. Yeah, agreed. And honestly, I, I gotta admit, like just like the thought of a Liverpool Tottenham Champions League final, I don't find that exciting. You don't find that so exciting? Kind of, not really. So oh, I'm kind that's... of hoping that doesn't happen. That I, that would actually, uh, besides the fact that I do not want either of those teams to win the Champions League, um, that would be an exciting final. I think that would be go- like a lot of goals in that final. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't think that's a, that would be like a no defense final. Um, all right. Well, so we basically agree. Um, yeah, I think that's that. Anything else to say about Champions League? No, I'm excited for next week, man. All right. Um, so we'll be back. We're going to talk Premier League and wrap up the show. All right, we're back. We're here to talk about some Premier League. Um, again, a different show than if we were recording this on Tuesday after Arsenal's loss to um, Crystal Palace at home. Uh, I'm still pissed off about it, obviously. But um, Arsenal has been playing like crap, but everybody outside of the top three, and you can honestly pretty much include Tottenham in that, but they did beat um, they did beat Brighton, so we can't necessarily 
Well, Brighton is not good. Manchester United lost four nothing to Everton. I know Everton has like played better in the second half of the season, but come on, <laughs> like a lot of these teams are not. Chelsea tied with uh, with Burnley, so they're not yeah. really playing up to their competition. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, we've got four teams fighting for two spots, right? Basically, in the Champions League for next season. Yeah. Tottenham in third, Chelsea in fourth. It's really three Arsenal. for one. Let's be honest. Right. You're, yeah. So we're gonna say Tottenham is Tottenham's in in the Champions League. They'll probably finish third behind City and Liverpool because mm-hmm. they're sitting at seventy points here with uh, three games to go. Mm-hmm. And then following them is Chelsea with sixty-seven points. And then Arsenal in fifth. 66 and then Manchester Manchester United with 64. I actually don't I mean the way Manchester United has been playing recently I don't see them making the top 4 either really. That's I I mean that's only at the wheel. Yeah, I just <laughs> don't see them yeah. making the top 4. So we're saying we've so we we've already said we think Tottenham's for sure in yeah, we don't even need to out, talk. But... We don't even need to talk about that, like Tottenham. They're fine. Yeah, so it's really down to Arsenal and Chelsea, and there's one point separating the two of them. Mm-hmm. And um, as a resident Arsenal fan, how are you feeling? Um, I should feel better than I do because the schedule for Arsenal is way easier than Chelsea. Chelsea has to play Manchester United this weekend. Um, we have to play. So, we um we have to play Leicester City away. Um, That's a tough game. It's tough, but it's not Manchester United. And yeah, we, you know we're we're just a, we're and we on paper we're better than Leicester City. I know it's the Premier League. It's any given Saturday. I understand that. I understand that. Like just because everyone has money now, anyone can beat anybody. But these like last three games have been fucking ridiculous. Like it. It just okay. I'm gonna make a weird metaphor. <laughs> I might not everybody might get it, but a few years ago, my NFL team, the Carolina Panthers, had a bad year. They ended up seven to nine. They still made the playoffs, but they were basically losing every week. But everybody else in their division was losing, so we still were like in a playoff position, and we like won our like our last game and made it in. That's how this feels. If we end up getting in the Champions League, by, we could still win the Europa League. By the way, uh, by top four. It's not. It's gonna feel like a relief. It's not gonna feel like. Um, it's not gonna feel great, you know, because we 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 could have really put this away. We could have really solidified ourselves. And you know, say we want about Tottenham. You know, they haven't really played well either. But they took care of a team that they needed to take care of. They needed to be Brighton at home. And yeah, they left it late. But they three points done. is three points. And this season, it doesn't matter how you do it. You just have to get the three points. Um, yeah. But our schedule was supposed to be the easiest of all the top six teams, and it's it is. no, I mean it is. Yeah. It was supposed to be. Yeah. That's what I mean. It on yeah. paper it is the easiest schedule, but we can't be Crystal Palace at home. I understand we have a terrible away record. I understand that we lost the three one to to Wolves away. Um, we lost to Everton. Everton, as we said, is play has played much better in the second half of the season. Um, you know, but we can't be Crystal Palace at home. Like, come on. Like, we got to at least win the home games. How can we not win the home games? I don't know what's going on on the road, but we, we're pretty good at home. So that was um, – we've had some pretty gutless performances. That's how that's how I describe Arsenal. There's 
It doesn't feel it, the only person who's really playing well consistently is the guy who's leaving after the season in Aaron Ramsey. The guy's a legend. Build a stadium for him. He's a he's class. He's he is working his ass off every every minute he's out there. Doesn't feel like anybody cares. That's not what I watched him play. It just doesn't feel like anybody fucking cares. And I don't know if that's on. I don't think that's on Emery because kind of had the same problem with Wenger. I think it's the players, or maybe it is. Maybe they need like a different type of manager i don't know maybe they need different players <laughs> well i agree with that but we don't you know you have to spend money to get players and we don't do that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well yeah, well you do a little bit but uh so arsenal not enough just to make clear so arsenal play with leicester city then they've got brighton mm-hmm. who are who are not good mm-hmm. although the only reason brighton might be tricky is um they're going to be fighting for their uh, Premier League lives that game. Mm-hmm. So they're going to be playing top. Oh, I know, but can probably. they catch us on surprise? We play Brighton at home. We can't beat Crystal Palace at home. Can we beat Brighton at home? I don't know. Well, they haven't been playing well, so I'd be, you should be able to put them away. And then the last game of the season, you'll play a Burnley team that probably won't be playing for anything. So but hopefully they'll just be on the beach for the, <laughs> that day. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, I mean, if I had to make a prediction, um, I would say Tottenham and Arsenal, uh, Tottenham finishing third, Arsenal finishing fourth would be uh, what I would pick. But Arsenal is so unpredictable. One week they look like they could beat anybody. Um, and we have we still have Europa League to play into. And then the next week they look like they're they look like they should be in like fighting for relegation. Um so I I don't know. It's hard to predict, but um I think we agree that Man United is not gonna make top four, even though they're only like three points out, but still. Um, it just doesn't feel like I mean if they were been playing well, I would say But neither n- none of these teams they, have been mathematically they they do. But but, I mean, but none of none of these teams have um have been playing well. Chelsea, Man United and Arsenal. And it's funny because like usually especially Man United and Arsenal fans go back on the, online on Twitter, they go back and forth, and it's gotten to the point where, like, Man United fans, Arsenal fans, aren't even making fun of you. I mean, they are, because they always do that, because, that's, we, you know, that's just how it works. But it's been almost to the point where it's like, man, we both stink, don't we? It's like, yeah, we do. We both do both stink. And it's not, we're not even, like, bantering with each other. It's just, like, we just like, both agree that, well, both fan bases disagree that we, we're playing like shit right now. So, <laughs> like, to say, like, oh, well, like, Man United isn't really playing well. Chelsea isn't playing well. They just happen to, like, they barely got a point with Burnley. They probably should have lost that game. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do we want to talk about the the title now? Yeah, you're done. You're you know, you're done with listening to me yell about Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, title race. Uh, I feel like on the group chat, bringing bringing the listeners into the group chat. Um, you and Juan Diego were a little negative on Liverpool. You guys feel like they're gonna blow this. I don't. I don't feel the same way. Well, so I don't think they're going to blow it. I don't. I just think Manchester City's going to going to win it. But I don't you, think they're going to lose. But let's, basically, but they, but that's the thing. If both of Liverpool and Man City don't lose, Liverpool wins the league. So, no, no, you're wrong. Am I might. Uh, yes, Manchester City will win the league if they all both win out. Oh, okay. I remember, okay, I misread that. Okay, my bad. So, okay, that changes everything I was going to say. Then, never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so they both have three games left. 
Manchester City just beat Manchester United in the Manchester Derby the other day, mm-hmm. 2-0. That was supposed to be like the big banana peel game for Manchester City, right? right. If they had tied or lost that game, then Liverpool would have the inside track to winning the league. But Manchester City beat Manchester United, a Manchester United team that didn't really look all that. I mean, they had a couple of chances, but uh, <laughs> Manchester City definitely was the better team on the day and ended up winning 2 nothing. And now they've got three more winnable games against Burnley, against Leicester City, and... The final game is against Brighton. So those are much easier games than against Manchester uh, Manchester United, at least on paper. You know, everything you said is very logical and, and you know, very it was very well put. But I picked um, Liverpool at the beginning of the season. I can't not pick them now. So somehow Liverpool is going to win the league. I don't know how. But yeah, uh, well, I guess I guess the numbers the numbers make it look. I I guess, yeah, it's it's gonna be hard to for. I don't think. Yeah, I sorry. Um, the Man United game was supposed to be the game where at least they drop a point if they don't, you know, um, if they if not lose at least get a draw. And Manchester United looked didn't wasn't even in their class. So uh, yeah, I don't see where the loss comes from. At the same time, Manchester City's won like 11 or 12 Premier League games in a row, uh-huh. which is insane. And sort of the law of averages says they're going to they're going to drop points, you know, eventually at some point. So I mean, that's like not very scientific. Yeah, or, it's also a very small window to do that, <laughs> right? Um, but just the odds of them winning like 15 straight games no matter who they play is, is slim. So uh, it's not a whole lot to hang your hat on. If you're Liverpool who are going to come up, uh, it seems the way it's played out, it's potentially going to play out here. Uh, come up just short again (laughs) in the Premier League. But at least they didn't lose it in a very like embarrassing way. True. True. So here we go. So Manchester City, they last lost a Premier League game the 29th of January against Newcastle. Since then, they haven't been defeated or drawn a game. They yeah. rattled off, it looks um, like, 11 straight wins. So, so they, they play to... Burnley away. They play... Leicester at home in Brighton away. I feel like the slip, if a slip happens, they slip up. Uh, I feel like it's going to be against Burnley this Sunday. I feel like they, they get past Burnley. I mean, that's their toughest. No, I guess it's Leicester. Leicester. The Leicester game is probably their toughest game left. Yeah, you know, but I think you're on something with the Burnley game because they're, Burnley, they're a tough team to play. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a solid team, and it's an away game. And Manchester City has just come off a stretch where they've played a bunch of huge games against Tottenham, Manchester United, in the Champions League. So it's possible, you know, that 
they're coming off a, uh, you know, a big stretch where they maybe take Burnley a little bit for granted. Like I said, we're picking really, uh, you know, slim margins here, but it's something, I guess, if you're a, a Liverpool fan who's looking for any kind of hope. Yeah, um, going to be tough. So I guess, I guess uh, my head will say Man City is going to win the league. Um, but me being stubborn, I'm going to stick with Liverpool. All right, all right. I appreciate it. I'm a man of, the, a man of uh, my word. I'm not going to back out now. Yeah, um, stay committed. Yeah, don't back down. Any other Premier League uh, news you, you got for us? Um. No, I think we summed it up. Uh, I think we summed it up there. Um, shout out to, um, not soccer related, but shout out to uh, the Washington racial slurs for not doing something stupid in the draft. Um, that's the last sports related thing I could have to say. Um, and I'm not a Skins fan, uh, by the way. Um, uh, that wraps it up. Um, just enjoy the soccer. We got Champions League. We're going to have two exciting um, Champions League semifinals. Premier, we have a real title race, probably going to come down to the last day, what it's looking like. It looks like it's going to come down to the last day or the last couple games. Um, and I think Bundesliga is still pretty close. Um, Barcelona is about to wrap up Serie A. I'm sorry, not Serie La Liga. Uh, Juventus won uh, Serie A. Um, and uh, PSG won the French League. So. Yeah, so. It's really yeah, coming down to the Premier League. You just watch the Premier League and Champions League. You don't need to watch anything else. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, you can watch a little bit. If, if you're inclined for some German football, watch that too. Uh, that'll wrap it up. Um, you know, uh, Instagram slash Instagram.com slash uh, Indirect Kick Pod. That's the main social. That's all our stuff if you want to follow us. We're on all the things. Um, Brian, Brian doesn't have – he's not coming – sorry – Greg's coming out with an album. Um, look out for that. Uh, Brian, do you have any uh, any projects for us? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. That's, that'll wrap it up then. See ya. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.